Welcome to the Coaching York podcast. To find out more about our offers and services, and to make suggestions for subjects that you'd like us to cover, go to coachingyork.co.uk. That's coachingyork.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Coaching York podcast with me, Fiona Smith. And with me, Jeff Ashton. Today we're talking all about being your authentic self. But um, Jeff, when what's the first thing that springs to your mind when we talk about your authentic self? Uh, it reminds me of a fairly common challenge that I find in myself, plus other people I talk to. So it's uh, the challenge of being the person that you want to be and what you do with the challenge that other people might want you to be more like somebody else or there might be something in yourself which is saying I want to be more like somebody else yeah so what what does that phrase mean to you and um, I think for me it's about being comfortable and confident that I can approach things in my way that's the way in which I, I know I'll be at my best and I'll be my most credible and I'll be my most engaging it, it's not following feeling like I'm compelled to follow things the way other people have done them before so Quite often with, with the work that Jeff and I do, um, working with different people, this is a subject that comes up a lot, and, and, and hence why we're, really, we're talking about it today. There are lots of common things that we hear people say and that they hear people talk about in this area. Jeff, are there some that you, you could share with us of, of, of things that you've heard recently? Yeah, I'll give you three. They're, they're not necessarily recent, but they are common. Uh, so one would be people saying something to the effect of, if I try something out that's new, I might make myself the target for criticism. If I do things that I know people are familiar with, I know how people will react. I'm not sure how people will react if I try something different, don't want to take the risk. Another one, um, and this ha has happened more than once, I have to say, is about someone in a job and there was someone who previously did the same job, who was a very strong character, who was very influential in the organisation. And I can think of one situation in particular, the conversation turned to, well, what would what would so-and-so have done if they were still working here, so-and-so who'd left years ago? So there was that kind of overhanging question of, ever, am I ever going to come out of this other person's shadow, for example? How can I be myself when I've got this, this background um, cultural influence working in the organisation? And then a, a third one, and this is this personal one, actually, is what gives me the right to be able to do this? And I can remember when I was giving a presentation to a group of people and I stood up and I was saying to myself, would I want to come here for an afternoon and listen to myself? So these are the kinds of things that are fairly typical that I hear people saying, which make them question whether they can be their authentic self or whether actually they'd be safer trying to be someone else's version of themselves. How about you? Yeah, and that's... Um... Yes, yes, and yes to all of those. So um, very much um, agree that those those are all things that I've heard. I've also heard people talking about saying, well, this is the particular approach that leaders are expected to take. And if I don't do that, then I really risk my credibility. I might, they might think I'm not up to the job because I'm not conforming with you know, the expectations, perhaps of my my function, you know, a, a marketing person is expected to present it like this and a finance person is expected to present it like this and the leaders expected to present it like this. All, you know, around sort of different degrees of stereotyping, I suppose, of what's expected. I've also had people talk about, well, well, if I if I take a different approach and it doesn't work, then I might do harm to my department or to my organisation and it will destroy my credibility. And quite often around these areas, really quite strong language being used because there's that deep emotion in there. 
And people, I've heard on a few occasions, people just, well, I just feel too vulnerable to do that. If I do that, I'm putting myself out there and it feels really high risk. So yes, all of those things do, do go on for us, but actually, you know, a lot of, a lot of what we do with, with clients is we, we challenge those challenges and we talk about, well, yes, but actually, what, what can you do about that? How can you work with that? And what we're wanting to do today is just share a, f- a few of those things that, that we talk about um, and a few of those tools that we use to really help challenge those challenges. And one of those ideas is, um, it's actually something that I learned when I did my coaching qualification and it's stuck with me and I have continued to use it with clients and with myself and even with my family actually (laughs) ever since then. And it's a really simple one and it's about assumptions and assertions for the purposes of this, using this as a tool or a model, then we would say that an assumption is something that's accepted as true but without proof so you you treat it like it's a fact but actually there's no proof or evidence behind it whereas an assertion is a statement of fact there's something backing up to say yes that is genuinely the case and the way we use that tool is to the, the way I use it is quite simply when I'm if I'm dealing with a difficult situation or if I've got a client talking about a difficult situation the last question so is that actually an assumption or is it an assertion? And you can hear the cogs going in terms of, thing of, of where they start then to challenge themselves. And also, Jeff, is that, um, is that something that you've come across with, with, with people in terms of where they're using assumptions and assertions? Yeah, it's a big one, really. Because we, we all make assumptions about the way the world works or the way things have to be. And actually, that's quite a nice, easy way of thinking in those kind of binary terms if this is an assumption or an assertion it's a very easy question to ask and whilst whilst we're going back to what we learned in coach training it, it reminds me of a um something that that, that i learned which is a, a a statement that you can actually use that two-pronged approach to interrogate so the statement is i can't do that here or if you break that down into its individual elements it's i can't do that here and you could take each of those words and apply those two matrices, assumption or assertion, to each of those to ask what it is that you might not be doing or thinking that you can't do. So to give, to give you an example, um, let's think about I can't do that here. What is it about here that's stopping you from doing something? Are you making assumptions about what can and can't be done here? Or are you making assertions based on based on evidence? And so one of the ways I might play with that would be to ask the, the client a few questions about the here, about the place that they are, the organization, or it might be the context, because they might be working with people outside their own organization. They might be working with stakeholders or members of the public or whatever. And a useful question to ask is, uh, when was the last time that anything new happens here? I think it's it's highly unlikely that you'll work in any situation where nothing, nothing new has happened for as long as you can remember. So when was the last time something new did happen? What was it? How did people react to it? And that would probably give you some idea about people's uh, capacity or willingness to accept change. And then if you're thinking about your own change, the change that you want to bring about, 
you might like to ask yourself whether there are people you could try some stuff out on. And I, I do sometimes talk to clients about this, that there might be a fairly major change that they think they'd like to, to bring about and they're quite nervous about it. And I might say, well, why, why don't you just try out something that's a bit less demanding or a bit less challenging or a bit less significant and see what the reaction is and, and test that out with people. Coming back to this question of how do you act in a more authentic way? Why don't you do things the way you'd like to do them, necessarily the way that they've been done? And as I say, one of the things that holds people back is that here question, the context that they're in. And yeah, two ways of challenging that. Once the last time anything else changed here, and perhaps you could try out something that's a bit safer than maybe the thing you really want to do, just to see how people react to it, and then what you can learn from that, and then build confidence from that to introduce something more significant if that's what you wanted to do. Is there a word there? in that statement that uh, jumped out to you. The word can't is an interesting one. Clients say, oh, I can't do that. Okay, so tell me more about why you can't do that. What about it? What is it that's stopping you? It's interesting to hear people come at it from, from different angles and different things which are causing them to believe that. But again, actually, often going back to the, well, I oh, well, I can't do it because it's not the way things are done around here. I can't because it feels too risky. There's then a, we'll tend to follow um, just more of a breakdown on that. So what, what is it that feels risky about it? What, you know, often what's the worst case scenario? What will actually happen? And sometimes you, you, when you start to challenge that, you go, well, actually, nothing really dreadful if I really think about it. Or you might say, well, actually, yeah, that, that could be really quite tricky. So what you might come up to is say, well, perhaps that situation right now isn't the best one for you to be taking on. But actually, if you took some of the other elements of that and put them in a, in a slightly different situation, then there's something there to try and there's something there to test out. So it's it, it comes back to, to really breaking down what the barriers are that create the can't and then working on how you how you take away some of those barriers one of the other sort of words also that's that's really interesting there is a bit about the i yeah it's something i do talk a lot to clients about so when when you're feeling inhibited in your role in an organization because you can't really feel that, that you can be yourself one of the things that i always take clients back to is the fact that you are bringing change about in the organization simply because you're you and because you're unique Simply the fact that you're there means that things are going to change. The fact that you have your own personality, you're different from somebody else. You you are creating ripples or waves or whatever, just because it's you doing this and not somebody else. And I'll sometimes ask clients to imagine, well, just imagine somebody else doing the job. How would it be different just because they're there? And even if they're trying to do things exactly the same way you are, it will still be different because you're a different person or different personality. And then we might go on from that to think about, well, who are you to this organization? And the step further for that will be, and who do you need to become for this organization? So just to give you an example of my own, I remember once being drafted into a job. What I was actually being asked to do was to, was to take this organization and to give it a new sense of mission and direction. So that was my, my role. But the immediate thing to do was to make the thing sustainable. So the first question people were asking themselves was, you know, are we still going to be here in six to eight months time? Or is this thing that we're doing all going to wrap up? So the, the first thing I had to do there was to be that person which makes people feel safe and secure and to feel they have a future. But I could have stopped there because that really isn't what I was in the organization for. And that wasn't being authentic to myself in terms of what I wanted to do and, and what I felt was, was my responsibility there. 
So you can get kind of limited by the immediate issue or the immediate challenges that you face and lose sight of really what you're in a, in a place to do. And I do like to encourage clients to do think about this as well. Who, who are you to this organization? Are you the visionary? Are you the, the glue that's holding it all together? Are you the guardian of the organization's values? Who are you? It could be a really interesting question to play around with. And then who are you becoming? Because the world isn't standing still. So you're probably going to have to adapt to, to new changes, stuff that's coming down the line. Who do you want people to be saying that you are in a year or two's time, for example? So the, the who are you is a good question to be thinking about at this, this I issue when you're saying I can't do that here when there is always something that's going to be different simply because you are there. And the question is really, well, well, what is that? Let's find out what that is. Let's be confident in it. And let's find some way of empowering yourself to take it forward. In talking about that, you, just, you made me think about um, a role that I did once. Um, I actually did it in a voluntary capacity. I've been asked to do a specific piece of work. It's quite a small piece of work. It was quite, you know, sort of just a bit, a bit administrative type work really because of the nature of the work I think I, at the start I let that influence how I turned up to meetings because I looked mind oh yeah well I'm just doing a bit of admin stuff for them and helping out well I'll just you know I, I don't need to get involved or stick you know stick cut my two penneth in for any of the other discussions or anything like that so I, I sort of did that for a little while and then I think what I, there was a moment, someone had asked me a question, I think, and I answered and they were, oh, actually, that's that's really interesting. And we hadn't thought about that. And I think it, it took quite a learning from it around the fact that I think I had not turned up into that forum in my true authentic self because I had enabled myself to be labelled in a way that I only really part turned up. And and I found it a really interesting insight that around how we how labels can shape how how much we are authentic and true to ourselves. Yeah, it, again, it's one of those things just to watch out for. Is that are you allowing your label, your title, someone else's expectations to impact on on how authentically you 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 turn up? You know, you you've reminded me of something else. There, I remember having a conversation with. Um something in the street actually and she was telling me about her husband who just changed his job so there's about three of us having it's one of these three-way conversations that you have so I'm talking to I'll call her Julie that's not her name but anyway so I'm talking to Julie and there's somebody else there and um so Julie's telling me about her husband Joe Joe's changed his job and he was feeling a bit insecure about the job he was doing um and I said to her well, here's a thought you might want to take back to Joe tell him that um who you are doesn't depend on where you are and then the other person came in and the conversation moves on as these conversations do. And then it kind of stopped. And then Julie just stopped and she looked back at me and she said, just say that again. I said, yeah, tell him who you are doesn't depend on where you are. And she'd passed that message back to him. And it really made quite, quite, a, you know, quite a profound impression on him because although he was changing roles and that meant doing some things differently, fundamentally who he is hadn't changed which means that his values and his character his approach to work how he influences people the impact he has on them that was going to remain the same even though the context was different and that's um that's when I throw out from time to time when I'm talking to people um I heard that from somebody else who's a lot wiser than I am but I always find that a really helpful phrase to come back to who you are doesn't depend on where you are oh, I really like that one yeah 
we're we're coming to the end of our, our sort of conversation and discussion about this today. One thought which adds to that and flows from that really, which uh, which I wanted to share is that the thought of we are at our most compelling and engaging when we feel congruous with what we're saying and doing. Or put it another way, when we are being our true authentic self, that's when we will be our most compelling and engaging. So when you're going into a different situation, I mean, a challenging situation, it's worth checking in with yourself. What, what assumptions and assertions are you making about that situation? And might any of those assumptions and assertions be limiting your ability to be your true authentic self? And what we'd like to sort of leave you with today is a little bit of a challenge or a, or a prompt, however you want to look at it. Can you find an opportunity to do a task the way that you think best? It might be something you've been putting off. It might be something that just kind of just gives you that bit of a feeling, of, oh, I'm not sure, oh, I'm not sure, you know. I kind of know how I want to do it, but I'm not sure how well it will be received. And, and take on the challenge to try it out and, and see it, test it, seek feedback and use it as part of that journey for you on your on your leadership journey and on your journey and becoming more of your true authentic self. So that's the end of things with us today. Jeff, any final comments from you before we close? It's just to keep in mind, you do have an authentic self. Go find it. So it's goodbye for me. And probably goodbye for me as well. See you soon. Bye.